the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The opinions of the guests of the following program may not represent those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. Welcome to this edition of Colorado Issues, a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado. I'm David Venzetter, and this is Colorado Issues. The Endeavor housing market is, uh, to say the least, a robust real estate market, and housing prices are just climbing continually, and the inventory is low. So if you're out there trying to find housing, rentals, whatever, it's very difficult. And you know, just from a personal story, my, my youngest daughter uh, left the nest this week and rented an apartment with some friends. It's a two-bedroom apartment. And it rented for almost $1,600. And that doesn't include the trash pickup or the utilities or the parking spaces or the pet rent. So uh, I think today's uh, the perfect opportunity to bring in Heather Lafferty, who's the CEO of Habitat for Humanity of Metro Denver. Heather, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, David. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Likewise. So just tell me a little bit about your background and how you ended up being the CEO of Habitat here in Denver. Well, great. Thank you so much. Um, I've been in this role for 10 years now, which is uh, hard to believe, but the times have really changed from uh, 2008 when we were facing uh, really a, a different type of crisis, a foreclosure crisis in our city and in our community and across the country. Um, and to think about how far we've come as a community to today when housing prices are, are not at the bottom, they are at the top. And like you said, this really is creating an enormous challenge for far too many families in our community, hardworking families who want to have a good, stable home, uh, but are priced out of this market. Um, So thank you so much for identifying this as an important topic um, that we really have to face, because at Habitat for Humanity, we believe that everybody deserves a good place to call home. Well, you know, and I think uh, it's, it's, uh, most of us are familiar with the, the, the f- video clips of, of President Carter hammering with Rosalind, and, you know, and, and that's kind of the, the mental image I think most people get. But there's way more than that. And so let's delve into it. So let's just say we'll, we'll take, you know, subject A, they have to find housing, and they approach you. So what's the, the process? Someone comes to you for help. What does that look like? Habitat for Humanity engages the community in creating home affordable home ownership opportunities for low-income families. And so the first step in that process is for people who are seeking a good place to live, an affordable home to own, to apply to Habitat's program. Families are actually qualifying for a, a below-market loan with Habitat and go through a mortgage qualification application process. Once they're approved 
approved for a loan. They then look at the homes that we have built or renovated that we have for sale or will have for sale in the future um, to then apply for our product. It's a great and important combination to really think about having an affordable product, an affordable home for families to buy, and an affordable mortgage. And the combination of those, along with the fact that families who are qualified for our program are required to do 200 hours of sweat equity. This goes into helping to build or fix up the home that they'll be purchasing, as well as taking our home buyer education classes so that they are fully prepared to be successful homeowners. So those are really, I think, the the important ingredients to Habitat's program. And for anybody who is looking to become a Habitat homeowner, to understand this really is a rigorous program. This was not just waltz in and we're going to hand you a house. And that, that may be the impression some people had. That's not what we're getting. No. No, definitely. We, you don't show up and, and fill out some paper and walk away with a set of keys. Yeah. This program is for families who understand how having a good, stable home, uh, what that means for both themselves as for, you know, if there are children in the family. We know that the impact of having a good home is far beyond just having a, a roof and walls, but it really has a ripple effect into the long-term success of those in the home as well as the community surrounding it. And aside from you know handing a set of keys over to somebody, that just must be the the greatest thing in the world to to see that unfold right in front of you. But beside from that, what I want to know, just because you know I'm a handy kind of person, you know, my wife may be laughing right now <laughs> if she hears this, but I'm going to stick with that. That's my story. What goes into the process of, of finding land? Yeah. Where, where are you determining is the best place? And then, you know, materials, building. That's fascinating to me how all that comes together. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, you know, you talked about the, the kind of what most people might think of Habitat being an organization that works with volunteers to build homes and having a, a pretty simplistic kind of impression. And all of that is true. But Habitat really is a complex organization, especially working in um, a market like the Metro Denver area. We are a real estate company, so the first thing we need to do is to go out and find affordable land. And that's becoming more and more challenging in this market. We're also a builder, so we do build all of our homes, um, and we do engage volunteers to do that. And then we're a mortgage company, as I described, because we do lend, uh, provide an affordable mortgage for families. Um, we also have a retail operation, which we can talk about in a moment, as well as being a nonprofit organization. So I share that because I think that really kind of touches on the variety of ways that we are engaged in the community. Now, your question about what the process is, we reach out deep into this community to find affordable land. This really is the crux of how we get started. We're very opportunistic, especially in this market, to be able to say if it's affordable, if it's an area that's safe, that has a school district that you know our, our families want to be a part of, if it's close to job opportunities um, and public transportation. Those are some of the factors that go into qualifying a piece of land. Um, and then just like any developer, we figure out, can we build on that 
piece of property? How many units can we get? What is the product? What's the zoning? Um, and so we pencil all of that out, just like any other developer looking at a project. That might be for a single family home on a single lot, all the way up to right now, we have a 63 home site under construction in the city of Sheridan, which obviously is far more complex and requires a lot more infrastructure to build out that site. Um, but we know it is going to be a beautiful community and a wonderful place for far you know for a lot of families far into the future that's that's a big project too it is it's a really big project um we purchased the former fort logan elementary school site about two years ago and have been uh, working on that we broke ground in july of 2016 and uh, the project is well over halfway i was just out yesterday with my board of directors and we spent the day putting on two floor systems and um working alongside families as they completed their sweat equity um, and it was just wonderful to see um, dozens of families who are already in their home as the kids were getting ready and going to school in the morning and coming home at the end of the day running around in their streets and in the uh, in their yards and playing together it's just a beautiful community both from the physical look of it um, the homes that are being built we're building tr- uh, duplexes and triplexes there um, but also that real sense of community community that comes from families who've worked so hard side by side to build those homes and and their bright future. So, of course, we're on radio, so people can't see your face. But I just want to let you know that as as you're describing this, I can see the joy uh, and and how it touches you. So just just let me sidestep. I want to know. So what's it like for you when you hand those keys off to somebody inside? There is literally no better moment, Um, and we're fortunate to work along so many volunteers and donors who help get us to this moment. Um, But that is the place where everybody's hard work, especially the families who are going to purchase this home and and to make it their forever home. This is the moment we've kind of all been working towards when the family literally gets the keys to their front door and to their future. I have watched people step across that threshold. Now, mind you, they've stepped across it many times, carrying um, lumber and paint buckets and, you know, as they've worked to help build that home. But that moment when they have received the real keys um, and they're inviting their family in for the first time, the joy on their faces. I I mean, there's just, there is no better feeling um, to be able to follow kids as they run around their new home and they show you their bedrooms and where they're going to sleep and they go into the crawl space which you know most people don't want to go in their crawl space but for them it is all new Um, and to run around their backyard and to imagine what their life will be like in that home alongside them Um, that that moment never gets old in all the years I've been doing this that moment still um, is is the very best I can only imagine so and good for you gosh good for you so uh, just you know again back to the handy person so let's yeah. talk about the the build out of mm-hmm. this of these properties so uh, how is the design done mm-hmm. where where do the materials come from who's who's out there with the hammers uh, 
let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, the first parts, the design and materials, we are just like any builder in that we are working with architects and engineers and making sure that the homes that we are building um, are high quality, they are energy efficient, and they really fit into the context of the neighborhood. So we don't just build the same house over and over and over again. We, we walk the neighborhood, we understand who the neighbors are, and, and really what we can do with each project that we start. Our engineers, of course, make sure we're building high uh, energy efficient homes, quality homes. We want to ensure families can stay in these homes affordably and safely and, and healthy um, for the, you know, for forever. Um, the piece where Habitat becomes unique is when we start doing construction on these homes. Um, and uh, we are fortunate to work with volunteers um, who, uh, you know, every day come out and whatever the task might be, that is the task for the day. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I was out with our board of directors and we put in two floor systems for all the years I've been working with Habitat. And I'm not a construction expert by any means but of all the days I've never put in a floor system and yesterday I had an opportunity to learn that for the first time Um, and it's wonderful because you do you pick up new skills and uh, at the beginning of the day you may have no idea what you're doing but by the end of the day you're like yeah I did that and I can walk on that floor and it's not collapsing so in 10 years I imagine a lot of boxes have been checked there have been yes a a lot but uh, that was yesterday was a good day and so we work with about 15,000 thousand volunteers um, from our local market every year who are out there on the construction site and other ways helping the organization. Um, It is the most just uplifting day. You get out, you might be working along your colleagues or people from your church that you know, or you might be working alongside perfect strangers. Um, But you have a common goal. And at the end of the day, you have completely accomplish something. It's it's tangible, it's clear, and most importantly, you know, you are part of building something that is bigger than any one of us could do by ourselves um, and is really going to transform people's lives. Yeah, you never know when some peanut farmer might show up with a hammer next to you. Right? <laughs> Our most famous volunteer, President Jimmy Carter, and yep. his beautiful wife, Rosalind, they have been outstanding volunteers with Habitat uh, and have been here in Denver. In fact, worked with us in the the Globeville community just a few years ago, and uh, I've worked alongside them in Haiti and in Mexico, as well as here in our own community, and I guarantee you they work just as hard, if not harder, than anybody else on that site. They're the the real deal. Well, politics aside, I think most people admire them for that effort. It's it's been uh, uh, ubiquitous to the Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. So I want to just back up a a step, because you Mm -hmm. mentioned, you know, you're, you're talking about your, your uh, people looking at the neighborhoods before they build and going around. Have you had any negative pushback from neighbors where they go, oh, my goodness, Habitat for Humanity is coming in. You know, our property values are going to drop. It's, it's going to become a, a housing project. What's that face? What's yeah. that like? Unfortunately, we have faced that. And, um, you know, knowing the success that Habitat has had in building beautiful homes and communities and the fact that our families are incredibly successful, uh, we have an incredibly low foreclosure rate, annually 0.03% foreclosure rate, which means, you know, banks would love to have that. We know that our families are committed to their homes and their families and their community. But we do. We have faced what's called NIMBY, not in my backyard. And 
Um, you know, sometimes that is just because it's change. Um, for example, in Sheridan, uh, we, you know, the school was demolished and rebuilt. We weren't displacing any children. Um, but the neighborhood was accustomed to having um, open space, uh, you know, soccer fields, baseball fields that went along with the elementary school. And so to have that space taken away, we understood. And so we listened. We met with them and we designed as part of this pro, uh, project um, a park that is open to the entire neighborhood, not just for our, our habitat homes. And um, so while it's not as much a space as it once was with the school, um, it will be a place that the entire community can use. And in the end, in the city of Sheridan, we will increase the home ownership rate by 6%. And so I think, you know, our solution uh, has been to, to, to listen to the concerns that neighbors have. This is their neighborhood, and we understand that, um, to try to accommodate, whether it's in our building design or how many homes we built on the site or something like adding amenities like a park. Um, and there have been some where we haven't come to um, to a good end, and, and we have walked away. But more often than not, once people listen to what we're going to do and they have an opportunity to meet the families that we're going to uh, you know, have, whether they're from the neighborhood or from without, outside of the neighborhood, um, most people, they're, they're, they get it, and we have a, a successful end. So I understand that you know, in addition to building new homes, you also have a, a large home repair program. So tell us more about that. Yeah, about six years ago, um, we were kind of looking at our core competencies and figuring out how we can expand our impact and advance our mission. And we're really good at building new homes. Um, but there were a lot of neighborhoods we were building in where, you know, for example, standing on a roof of the new home we were building and looking next door and seeing a roof that was not in good condition uh, and meeting those neighbors. And, you know, it's wonderful that we could build a new home. But what about that roof next door? And what about that family and that neighbor. Um, and so that really prompted us to say, what more could we do? How could we expand our impact, especially in neighborhoods where we wanted to have the, the greatest impact? And so we launched our home repair program as a way to begin to help revitalize neighbors, neighborhoods um, and to really increase not just um, values from the homes that we were building, but also in those surrounding neighborhoods. So now, about just five years later, we have repaired 180 homes in the Globeville, Elyria, and Swansea neighborhoods in North Denver. And uh, we've also built about 40 homes um, to complement that in those neighborhoods as well during that time. And this has been such a, an incredible way for us to expand um, how we partner with neighborhoods and have the impact that we want to have. Um, so we're working with a lot of seniors who are on fixed incomes, who own their home, but they can't put that new roof on. Or maybe they need better accessibility to get into their home. Um, or maybe a fence um, needs fixing up. So we think fences make good neighbors um, and certainly helps a, a neighborhood as well. Well, painting and siding and better windows and doors, both for safety as well as for energy efficiency. Um, and so this has been a great way for us to expand how we can partner with families who want to stay in their homes, but who want a, a healthier, safer home. So uh, and, uh, that's, and that's an awesome addition to what you're already doing, which is great. So yeah. how does somebody reach out to you if, if, they, if they need some of that help? The best way to get any information on Habitat is to visit our website at www.habitatmetrodenver.com. 
org. There's information on there about how to apply for any of our programs, new home ownership or our repair program. It's also a great way to sign up to volunteer. I'm hoping, David, you're going to bring your skills and, and come out and work with us. Few <laughs> though they may be. <laughs> and, I can hold a hammer. Uh, that's so. right. That, okay. Hey, that's a start and a good attitude. That's really all we need to work with. Um, and also how to make a donation to Habitat or to find out more about our resource. That's my next point. So you know, one of the ways that you're able to help fund your program is through the, the resource. And I'm a, I'm a user. I get your coupons in the mail, and I've good. been there multiple times. What a great deal. So tell us about Restores. The Habitat for Humanity Restores are, like you said, a great place to shop. These stores, we have five in the Metro Denver area, Denver, Wheat Ridge, Aurora, um, Littleton, and Highlands Ranch. These are places that are open to the public, and it's kind of like a a thrift Home Depot with furniture and appliances. They're a great place for people who want a good deal or who want to treasure hunt and find something fun. Let me me (laughs) confirm, as as an unaffiliated party, uh, if you're if you're looking for stuff for your home, if you need some building materials, boy, uh, you can find it there, and it's it's a, a bargain prices and That's lots right. of it. It's it's true. There is a lot of it, um, as well as furniture. You know, when you were talking about your daughter moving into her first apartment, I thought, oh, we need to take her to the restore if she needs a new couch or uh, a new piece of a new kitchen table. Um, so these stores, we take in donated um, materials and housewares and furniture, um, things that really go into building a house or making a house a home. And then the stores are open to the public. So anybody can come in and shop. We're open seven days a week. And um, it is a great place to get a, a good deal. Um, and it's also a good place to make a donation. Um, you know, if you do have a kitchen table or if you're, you know, taking, you're putting in a new kitchen, um, we'll take those appliances and those cabinets. Um, and so it's a win-win for the community, both as a place to shop as well as a place to donate. And we're also keeping about 90 tons of potential waste out of the landfill each week. We are recycling metals um, and cardboard, so a green and component it here. is a real green component. And it's um, and so you know it's it's a way to ensure that people can fix up their homes or uh, furnish their homes affordably, as well as to help um, keep Denver clean and and healthy for everyone. And so in the restores is building materials, which kind of is a segue to my next question. It's maybe a little bit of a backtrack as we go, jump mm-hmm. past, but you know, staying on top of the technology. Technology mm-hmm. of building homes. I, I just saw something the other day. Somebody sent me a, a YouTube video. It was a, a 3D printed home. And they're saying the cost of this was $4,000. Now, of course, this is just the, the, the walls. But have you, are you guys heading in those directions? How do you, you know, make those decisions down the road? We are also, we have been spending a lot of time talking about the 3D printing printed houses as well. We're fascinated. We do not it's, have one. It? It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy to think about what I could just. they can print me a Ferrari. <laughs> it's probably uh, not as easy as we'd like it to mm-hmm. be. Um, but I think what you're getting at is, so we don't have a, the ability to print those homes today. Uh, but I think what you're getting at is so important. How do we remain innovative to ensure that we are able to produce high quality, affordable homes in a variety of different ways. Um, And we are pursuing a lot of different technologies. Um, We were really first on the scene when it came to doing, um, you know, budget-conscious, affordable, 
kind of green building, for, especially from an energy efficiency standpoint. And so we are constantly looking at ways. Um, we are doing a lot in our warehouse right now to panelize walls. Um, it's much more efficient. We can use volunteers. In the middle of winter, it's probably a little bit nicer to work in a, a, a warehouse building walls and, and painting than it is maybe out on an open construction site. Um, we're also looking at accessory dwelling units, um, which is kind of a different type of product that we're focusing on the West Denver area. Um, and this would be a way for us to really build in a warehouse and take these units out to site. So not super high tech, but really important as a way to continue to provide the Metro Denver area with affordable homes for families who uh, want to live here and to be able to own an affordable place. It gets the job done. It does. Okay. So uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you for any number of, of, of these issues, if they want to volunteer time, if they want to donate money, if they want to donate materials, if they want to um, apply to, to be a homeowner through Habitat for Humanity. Uh, I want to just give you another opportunity to put that website out there because probably the last time nobody had that pen ready. So get your pen ready. Okay, it's important. So write this down, folks. Go. www.habitatmetrodenver.org. Or you can just search for Habitat in Denver, and that'll get you there, too. Is there a phone contact? Because some people may be not online all the time. You never know. 303-534-2929, and that will get you to our main office here in Denver. Heather, I just, I just want to thank you so much for coming in today, spending some time with us, and just thank you for what you do. Uh, it, it's, it's appreciated. And I, I can just, again, I want to say the joy in your face is contagious. It makes me uh, want to come out and help you out, and I think I'm, I'm going to do that. So well, you'll be seeing me. Good. Oh, I love when I can recruit a volunteer. So, so. Thanks so much for the opportunity to share more about Habitat's important and impactful program with your audience. God bless you. For Colorado Issues, I'm David Venzetter. To inquire about becoming a guest of Colorado Issues, contact our studios during normal business hours at 303-750-5687. Colorado Issues is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.